Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. And we are back with another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, AJ, with my co-host, my brother from another mother, Eric. Eric, how's it going today? What's up, AJ? I'm doing pretty good. It's, uh, it's a nice Tuesday, and I'm ready to live the dream, to quote you. Why, why are you taking my quotes for? I'm giving you credit. Okay, that's cool. Man. You know, the imitation is the greatest form of flattery. First, you dress like me. Now you're acting like me. <laughs> you know, it's all good, dude. It's all good, bro. I get it. I get it. I dress nothing like you. No, I'm talking about for Halloween when you dress up like me. Oh, when I dress up like you for Halloween. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that was more like mocking. But, See, some, uh, some say mock. Some say mock. Others say you idolize yeah. me. And, and we'll Others go with say that. ing. And Others we'll, say bird. We'll, we'll go. <laughs> Do you say mock? <laughs> ing bird? Uh-huh. Uh, dumb and dumber reference already. Love it. Mocking bird. No. Everybody, have you heard Mockingbird? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. It's all good. It's all good. We are going to be talking about, as we mentioned in the previous episodes, the top five main whiskeys. And Eric, what is today's whiskey? Irish. Irish. How's that accent? Was that pretty good? That wasn't very good, dude. Irish. Is that how they say it when you went to Ireland? With an H? No, but I just felt like saying it that way, and I think it's pretty accurate. Okay, well, since you're wrong, we'll just move on from that. Okay. Okay, you know. We have some Irish whiskey today. So, of course, we are drinking Irish whiskey. Eric, what's in your glass today? Uh, In my glass, I'm actually, I think I've had it on the show before, but in honor of Irish whiskey, I'm having McConnell's, which is a bottle that I just recently discovered and actually really enjoy it, to be honest. I'm a fan of it. I don't know who it was, but someone because you did post that a photo of that whiskey bottle on our on our Instagram. I did. Com- someone commented saying that that's their favorite Irish whiskey, so it is up there for some people. Excellent. Yeah, place. yeah, it is up there. So um, it's nice. You want me to try it, or do you want to go with what you're going first? Go for it, man. What's what's uh, on the nose? What's the nose? On the palate. The nose. I'm getting definitely some vanilla, vanilla undertones there. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a citrus, sort of spicy citrus uh, kind of taste, like orangish, with a little bit of spice. So I'm going to try it now, see what I get on the palate. Yeah. So I do get that, that it's almost like creamy, creamy vanilla-ish. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, it's sweet. It's sweeter. Um, than normal, you know, than than stuff I'm used to. But I, I really enjoy it. It's got like fruity, earthy sort of taste with a little vanilla sweetness um, with a tiny, tiny, maybe sort of smoky or pepperish sort of kind of taste. But I really enjoy this whiskey. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Irish is your favorite kind of whiskey. It is. It is my favorite. Um, I really can't tell you why. I guess I haven't gotten that down yet, but mm-hmm. I do tend to gravitate towards the Irish and the the Canadian. But yeah, I'm a big fan of McConnell's actually. Um, I think I want to keep that as a uh, every day or what do you call it? Um, the one that's yeah. always in your bar. 
Your daily sipper? A date, not a daily sipper, but something to always have in my bar for sure. Would it be safe to say that if you got yourself a decanter, one that you would put up, that would be the whiskey you would put in the decanter for your daily dram? Sure. Sure. If I was doing one for Irish whiskey, you know, my dream is to have that uh, Blade Runner 2049 edition as my decanter. But um, specifically for an Irish whiskey, yeah, for sure. I, I, would, I would use the McConnell's bottle. It's actually a cool bottle. Have you seen it? Um, I have. But quick question for you. I thought you said you wanted the Blade Runner as your Infinity bottle. Yes. What did you ask me then? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bottle then? So if you had like, a, you know, a fancy decanter, like the one you've seen at my house, my glass one, where I have one decanter that has my Damore in it, which is my daily scotch. Yeah. And I have the Stormtrooper Star Wars decanter, yeah. which has Jack Daniels in it. So you're asking me if I would use that bottle as a decanter? Not the bottle. Like if you would get a decanter, like a fancy oh, and glass decanter and pour the, that oh, into yeah. it. Um, sure. Why not? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I really don't know what, what a decanter would do. What does it do, to be honest, if I were to take it out of the bottle and put it in a decanter? It's, just, it, a cl- it's just for class. Like if you watch movies. Just for that, looks? For looks. You know how we talked mm-hmm. about in past episodes when we did the movie reference? Yeah. And we were talking about how in Horrible Bosses, uh, you know, the name we don't talk about, the boss. Uh-huh. out of a nice fancy decanter it's just oh, a, a, okay. it's a stature thing just looks oh um well i mean, i guess to answer your question is I'm, I'm a simple man and i don't really would i would really wouldn't use a decanter i would just use that bottle i don't know bro i know you're a simple man and you don't like to do extravagant things but it's nice when you have your bar and you have that one nice fancy decanter out there as a statement and it's really convenient when it's your i'm gonna say daily sipper or daily dram because yeah. you know what's in it, so you just grab it off the top of your bar instead of digging around for the specific bottle you're looking for. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess it, it would have to be a really, like, elaborate, or not elaborate, but a very decorative piece that really catches my eye in order to be like, okay, fine, I'll do that. Like, I wouldn't take any just any any decanter lying around or someone gives me one. I think it, it'd have to be a very specific um, design that I would really appreciate to do to do that. Well, keep an eye out for it, dude. You never know when you'll find one. And, you know, a good spot to look is, like, Home Goods. They have nice decanters there for cheap, like, name brand stuff, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I would, I would recommend looking there. I'll have to look next time I go. I go there kind of often, so. Yeah, see? So I'll check it out. Moving on to what I'm sipping on. Yes, sir. I am sipping on, for Irish whiskey, Jameson Orange Irish whiskey. And now it is a flavored scotch. I'm, I'm sorry, not scotch. Wow. Irish whiskey. Let me try oh. it again. God. And the reason why I went with this one is because, you know, I, I like Irish whiskey. I like all whiskey. So when I say I'm not a fan of Canadian or Irish, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just the fact that they're not my go-to. So I don't have, unlike you, I don't have a lot of different Irish whiskey. And mm-hmm. I've had Jameson on here before, as well as Proper 12. But I don't think I've sipped on the orange Jameson on the podcast. So that's why I switched it up to the flavored one. Okay. But that's considered a liqueur, no? No, it's not a liqueur. Um, So there's flavored whiskey, and then you have the ones that are classified as liqueurs. Specifically, the Jack Daniels flavored whiskeys are actually classified, as it says in the label, liqueurs. But if you go, for example, the Crown Royal, they have their apple, their peach, and everything. Those are not liqueurs. Same thing with this Jameson. They are whiskey. Oh, okay. Now, what makes it in the, I guess, the manufacturer size of 
side of when they're making it, what actually makes it classified as a liqueur. I do not know that. But just going off what the label says, that's why I'm distinguishing the difference. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I wonder what... Well, because if you add flavors, then obviously that doesn't... That's not considered whiskey, right? In Canadian whiskey, they can add caramel flavoring, but the other whiskey you cannot. So that could be it too. Maybe Jack Daniels does add flavoring to theirs, which is why it has to be classified as a liqueur. We could look into that. Yeah. Let's look into it. Look into it for another episode. Today we're going to focus on just Irish. Yeah. Keep everyone waiting. Get them excited. (laughs) On my whiskey here, it is a 30% ABV. And on the nose, I'm obviously I'm getting orange. It's an orange Irish whiskey. That's what I'm getting. But on the palate. Um, mine's 42. Yeah, but keep in mind, this is a flavored one. Right. So I don't know of many flavored whiskeys or liqueurs that are high in ABV. Right. That's, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm guessing that they have to downproof it in order to get the flavoring in there. Yeah. Yeah. So on the palate, I'm getting spice and vanilla as well as citrus and obviously that orange. The orange is Mm -hmm. definitely dominant. But it's not to the point where it doesn't taste like whiskey. Like, you could tell this is an Irish Jameson whiskey with a hint of orange. So it's kind of nice. And I've never made an old-fashioned with Irish whiskey before. But I'm tempted to try it with this one. Huh. You don't think it'll be overpowering with the citrus flavor? One way way to find out. Make it. I will. Because, you know, they have, you know, I I use orange in my old-fashions. But I also have and orange bitters. And if I use that, I don't use the orange. So with mm. this one, maybe I will not use the orange and not use the orange bitters and use regular bitters. And that might even it out more. You know, you should record yourself making the old fashioned. And so people can see how you made it exactly. And then you can give, you know, your review on it and what it tastes like. Yeah, I could do that. And when I do that, I could definitely post it on our Instagram. So for the listeners out there, if you want to see how I make my old fashions, I don't know when I'm going to do it, but follow us on Instagram at Brothers of the Dram. And eventually I'll get around to doing it and I will post it up on there. Do it. What do you say about we dig into this now? Let's dig into Irish whiskey. Let's do it. Dig so what, what is Irish whiskey? Let's think about it for a second. So some consider Ireland the birthplace of whiskey as well as the as well, not as well as the as far back as if I'm correct on this, the sixth century AD. That's Whoa. how far back Irish whiskey goes. Wow. So I think it might even be the oldest one out there, but I'm, don't quote me on that. But I, I think didn't know it, it might went be that far back. Apparently, went real far back, man. That's a, that's a long time, real long time. Mm, okay. So obviously, to be Irish whiskey has to be made where, Eric? In Ireland. In Ireland, yes, that was better than your Ireland from earlier. Thank you. I get better <laughs> each time. When it comes to the way they make them and, and the similarities, it actually shares a lot of similarities with Scotch, but it has its own deviations as well. So with Irish, they do have their single malt whiskey, mostly the same as in Scotland. It's 100% barley and pot stills, and they usually do three distillation runs on it. Mm. With it, it's also made in a closed kiln, if I'm pronouncing that right, a closed mm-hmm. kiln heated um, by charcoal or gas and used to roast the malted barley, giving it a clear barley flavor. Um, also, instead of the smoky peat flares that you normally find in scotch. Mm, okay. Do you know what a kiln is? 
Um, isn't it like this this big like sort of like not a fire pit, but like a some kind of like barrel looking thing to heat up everything? For simple terms, it's a furnace. So yes. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. I had to Google what kiln meant because I don't want to come on this podcast talk about it not knowing what that thing was. I saw it in uh, in the uh, tours I would go to. I just never, I guess, recognized the name, or uh, maybe not, just rem- didn't remember the name. But yeah, they showed that in in uh, in a couple of the tours I went. How big was the ones that you saw, and which distillery was it at? At the Jameson one, it was pretty huge, as far as I can remember. And then they had a cool display as to like what temperature they heated at, and then they mentioned just for Jameson specifically that. It gets heated. If I remember correctly, it gets heated to the point where it's barely about to burn. Mm. So just before it burns, that's when it's ready. And um, and they're pretty big, obviously, because it's Jameson. Jameson is huge, you know, a huge company. But uh, yeah, I remember those. Awesome. Yeah, I I didn't Google what one looked like, but I learned there was a furnace. So hey, I learned something doing research for this podcast as well. Good stuff. Look at you. Learning. Look at me go. Look at you learning. Um, now, the products for Irish whiskey, they have to be done and produced in a single distillery and also aged at least three years. I did not know that either. I didn't know that there was a minimum distillation aging uh, process for, for Irish whiskey. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. When so minimum to, three years? Minimum of three years. Any whiskey coming out of Ireland has to be, has to be uh, distilled for three years. Correct. I know there's a Canadian whiskey that I have, and it was only aged two years. So that requirement of three years is definitely with Irish, not Canadian. Mm, okay. Now, when I wonder it comes, what that does in terms of flavor. Um, I would assume that would give it more of the oak and vanilla because it's aged in the barrels longer. Mm, okay. And McConnell, oh, McConnell's is five years, but it's five still years? a little light. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of. I don't know. Well, it might be light, but compared to one that's only two years, like, well, not wouldn't be two years Irish, but if you can get your hands on a two, a three-year Irish whiskey and compare it to your five-year, see if there has much of a difference. Also, another thing to consider is that little side note from Irish whiskey here, but if you have your whiskey, which some come in boxes, leave them in the boxes if they come like that, but if you have your whiskey in direct sunlight, it will start to lighten it. So if you're going to buy a bottle of whiskey from a liquor store that it might have been on the shelf for a while and is getting direct sunlight, it's going to, I guess, diminish the quality of the whiskey in the bottle. Right. Well, you know what? And going back to my my trip, the whole uh, when I went to the uh, the uh, the other tour at Teeling, they showed the barrels and it, it, when it first starts, it is like it's clear. So it's not it has it doesn't really have any color or anything. It's just like clear liquid. And mm-hmm. then after it gets to their, I guess, their third their third year, which is legal Irish whiskey, it does turn kind of light yellow. And then after a while, it turns a little bit more like like a dark kind of bronzy. So that's what McConnell's is, a little bronzy. I was thinking even darker, like Jack Daniels or something. But yeah, it's it's accurate. It's right. Yeah. Cool. Five years, yeah. So five years will make it kind of bronzish. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Mm-mm. Now, when it comes to the grain whiskey for it, it's usually lighter than single malts. 
Also, it's corn or wheat distilled in column stills. And Eric, do you remember what we said about column stills on the last episode? Column stills. Yes. We were talking about scotch. Scotch column stills. Can't recall. (laughs) (laughs) I can't recall. Remind me. So there's two different stills. A little reminder for the listeners as well. And if you missed our last week's episode about scotch, I highly recommend checking it out. There's a lot of information about scotch. A lot of information. Most of it I didn't remember. (laughs) Obviously. I'm sure some of it stuck. Very little, probably. Very little. But you have two different kinds of stills. You have pot stills and column stills. Column stills is continuous distillation. Pot stills is one and done. They use it. They clean it out to use it again. Okay. Okay, so I, remember, col- I remember that. Remember that now? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, continuous distillation. Okay. Also with a single pot stills for whiskey made with Irish whiskey, it's unique to Ireland. 100% barley, both malted and unmalted in pot stills. Mm. Okay. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Scott, not Scotch, Irish whiskey is very similar to Scotch. So listen again to the last week's episode. You guys can hear all the details about scotch and compare the two. Yeah. You know, Eric, when you went to Ireland and you tried the whiskey at the actual distilleries, did you notice a difference compared to their, I don't want to say limited releases, but I guess their distillery exclusive bottles compared to the ones that you can get at the liquor store locally? Um, I mean, definitely in... There was a difference in the type of bottles or the, the type that they were promoting, whether it's just regular Jameson or, you know, like exclusive Jameson. There was a difference there. I know I'm, I remember someone asking a question and they said they asked, does whiskey from the U.S. taste different from whiskey from Jameson? And I remember the tour guide said no. He said uh, every bottle of Jameson is the exact same. Um, recipe and tastes exactly the same whether you buy it in Ireland or in the U.S. But in comparison to the other ones that were exclusive, um, the distillery exclusive one, yeah, I could definitely tell a difference in the taste. It, I guess you could say it tasted. I guess the best way to describe it is more aged, maybe, or mm-hmm. um, just better quality, really. But I don't know what the difference would be between those, you know. Did you, by chance, get an age on the two comparisons? Like how long the regular Jameson is compared to how long they aged their distillery limited ones? I didn't. I did not. I should have, but I don't know what regular Jameson age, how long it ages. But if, if I can take a, a Google search and, and maybe get back to you in a minute. Yeah, do a search. And while you're doing that, I'm going to talk about what Irish whiskey actually tastes like. So if you're listening, and you have not tried Irish whiskey yet, take a note. And this might be why Eric likes it. It's smooth and less sweet than bourbon. And that might be why I'm more of a bourbon guy than Irish. I do love sweet drinks. And the sweet whiskey definitely is a great palate for me. So that might be it. Would you agree with that, Eric? That you, going back to why you might like Irish more, is it because that it is less sweet than bourbon? Maybe. It could be. But then again, I like the McConnell's because it's, it's got like a sweetness to it. Well, it's hard to tell. I'm not saying it's not sweet. I'm saying it's less sweet than bourbon, like yeah. in, a, in a direct comparison. Yeah, maybe. It might that might be one of the reasons. So I'm looking at Jameson. Uh, regular Jameson is aged four years. Okay, so that's less than your McConnell's. 
Yeah, that's less than McConnell's. Okay, so I'm sure the distillery one that they have is probably at, I'm guessing, at least a 10-year age. You think so? I'll have to see if I can find it. No, but yeah, four years. Do a search on that one online real quick, see if you can find it. And while you're doing that, I'm going to talk a little more about the taste of Irish whiskey. And another reason why you might like it so much, Eric, is because last week you talked about how the peated smokiness isn't really your thing. And I do have notes here that states um, Irish whiskey doesn't have the smokiness that's usually um, associated with scotch. Although there are few exceptions, and with the lack of smokiness combined with the smoothness from the triple distillation, remember with the column stills, Mm -hmm. um, that's what makes them easier to consume than scotch. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember seeing those stills. They're huge, like copper, if I'm not mistaken. They're like these giant copper, like, tanks. Mm -hmm. And they're ginormous, but they look really nice. Well, I would bet with how much whiskey that they produce and sell to the consumers, like, they would have to be huge, because if not, it would be very limited on their production. Therefore, the cost of their basic Jameson would go higher up in cost to us, to the consumers, because there'd be less to go around. Yeah. That's true. Um, I'm not finding any information on the distillery edition in terms of years. Okay. Just seeing that it's triple distilled. Um, other than that, I can't really find any other info in terms of how long it's aged. But, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. And that, that, that's a good bottle. And too bad they don't sell it here or anywhere in the world, actually, because it's a really good bottle. See, that's where we have to make friends in different countries because then we can buy bottles and trade. Because like you said, we'll never have the, op- well, you went once, but I don't think we're going to have the opportunity to go back again to pick up a bottle or two. Ah, uh, found it. Oh, here goes. Guess how many, how many years are you going to guess? Uh, my guess was 10. 12 years. Uh, I was close. 12 years is a good yeah. year. A lot of uh, scotch does 12 years. So yeah, that would be, that'd be a good number. It's aged in a mix of ex-bourbon and ex-sherry barrels. Oh, that's probably bit, delicious. A little bit of both worlds there. Does it say how many years in each one? It doesn't. Dang. My guess would be six, but. I don't, I know. don't know. A lot of like double, when they use different barrels, sometimes it's, for example, 10 years in one and two years in the other. Mm. They, from what I've seen in the ones that I've looked into, it's usually not an even number, half and half. Oh, okay. So then maybe, yeah, maybe not then. Who knows? Yeah, good whiskey. Have you uh, cracked yours open? I know you got yourself a a specialized uh, <laughs> limited edition bottle yourself. Well, you know I'm never cracking that open because you got that for me from Ireland from the distillery, and it has my name on it. It has my name on the box and on the bottle itself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it. that's on the collector shelf I have of the bottles that I do not open that are there forever until I either die and it goes to someone else. Or I say, screw it, I'm going to die soon and open it up. Until you die and it gets sold at a, uh, what do you call those things? What do you call those things where people sell all the things from someone's house? Oh, my buddy does that. That's his business. I cannot think of it. Um, oh, my God, this is going to haunt me right now. I know. I should know it, too. Estate, sell, estate sale. Estate sales. There it is. Yeah. You'll, you'll croak and then it'll just be at an estate sale. And then some dude's going to be like, oh, let me get this. Holy crap. And then they're going to drink it. No, nah, I doubt that. I'm sure my, my son will take it over. He'll take it from there. Okay. Yeah. It'll, it'll, get, it'll get handed down from generation to generation unless one of us opens it up and drinks and it. will be like, son, don't you dare sell this bottle. You better drink it. 
or keep it forever. And then you croak. Thanks for uh, the ending to the story of my life. Now that ruined it for everyone, so they do not watch the movie. We all know how you die. Dang it. Well, we actually, we don't know how I die. We know what I say on my deathbed. We know your last words. We know my your last, last words. words. Yeah. My last words. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. The last thing I got to say about Irish whiskey is a couple things to consider. And there are only three working distilleries in Ireland. Did you know that one, Eric? What? Yep. Three working distilleries in Ireland. However, each of them make multiple spirits. So, for example, you have uh, Middleton Distillery, which yeah. makes Redbreast, Middleton, Patty, your favorite Powers, and Jameson. Hmm. And then all of them make their own individual brands. But as a whole, there's only three working main distilleries. Oh, dang. That's I know. I use some of some like brands used distilleries, but I didn't know it was only three. Yeah, only three. That's very little. Wow. Interesting. And the last note for our listeners, if you want to make alcoholic beverage with, you know, coffee, it's called an Irish coffee. Mm-hmm. And you have to use Irish whiskey because if not, it's just you don't coffee and whiskey. Hey, sometimes you got to state the obvious. You don't say, Captain Obvious. Oh, I said. It's been said. It's been noted. I'm glad you said it because I was going to actually make one right now, but I was going to I was not going to use Irish whiskey. And boy, did you save me. And don't forget to do a little whipped cream on top with a cherry to garnish. You got it, it, man. You got it. Have you ever ever had one of those before? Uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, dude. So so that's an obvious no. That's a no. It's going to be a negative. You're not a coffee drinker. I love coffee. I'm a huge coffee drinker. I have at least one cup a day. And when I was in bartending school, I did have an Irish coffee. And unfortunately, I do not like them because I drink my coffee black with a little bit of sugar. And this completely changed the profile. I'd rather have Irish whiskey by itself. Keep it separate. Dang. Wow. Yeah, not a fan. That's interesting because you are a big coffee guy. I am. Are you and one of those, I can't, don't talk to me until I have my coffee? <laughs> no, I'm not that bad because you know me, bro. Positive vibes. Yep. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. So I'm not that bad, but I'm also not pleasant without my coffee. So when I, you know, since I start my actual day job at 6 a.m., I always have to have my cup of coffee ready because if not, I cannot focus. So that's my main thing. It's not the fact that I'm grumpy. It's the fact of I got two shits about what anyone has to say until I get my coffee. Dang. Two shits. Wow. Coffee or bust. Wow. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> you are my friend. Oh, boy. Damn it. Boy, did I blow that one. How many years have we known each other now? Probably like... I don't know. Like close to 15? Damn. That's a long time. That's a real long time. That's a real long time. That just goes to show we've got something solid. Something special. Something very special we have. Your love for me has grown. Uh, okay. That's too, too far? far now. Too far. Too far. Okay. Too far. Yeah. For the listeners out there, if you guys Not have ever enough. had... <laughs> what? Dude, that was, all, that was all muffled. What did you say? Not far enough. Oh, God. Yeah, as he gets closer <laughs> to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say for the listeners out there, if you guys have had an Irish, Irish coffee, if I can pronounce that right, an Irish coffee, please let us know on our Instagram page. Shoot us a DM out of curiosity how you made it. 
because it might be something different than the way I learned how to make it. And I'm willing to try a different way to see if I can expand my mind and taste buds to something like that. Give it a second shot. Second shot. And even though Eric doesn't drink coffee, maybe he might enjoy an Irish coffee because he maybe loves Irish. Maybe I'll take a sip. I'll take a sip from your cup. Why from my cup? Have your own cup. Okay, I'll just take a sip and throw it away. Yeah, that works too. Okay. All right, bro. So we talked about Irish whiskey today. So now we've covered American whiskey, which is primarily bourbon. Mm-hmm. We've covered, let's see, scotch, obviously, because we did that last week. We also yes, sir. Canadian whiskey. Correct, Amando. Today was Irish again. Si, so senor. the last episode of the five main whiskeys is going to be next week. And Eric, what are we covering? Japan. Japanese whiskey. Oh, my God. My accent was horrible. That was bad. You know, I'm not an accent guy. And it's kind of funny because back in high school, I was in theater and I did plays and everything. But I've noticed that my accents, even back then, have always been epic fails. So you were never meant to be an actor, even though you were in theater. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm not an actor. And Mm -hmm. I have my my engineering job opposed to making the big millions and billions working next to Dwayne Johnson and the big movies. You could have been huge, dude. You could have been huge. You had so much potential. Bam. Felt flat, dude. Felt flat. Okay. I forgive Moving on. Moving on. And we're done. I guess that concludes today's episode, my brother. Okay. That was was a good transition. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, brother and sisters, for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. And we are back with. Well, did oh, you there? Sorry, you, you <laughs> were talking for a long time. I was waiting for the record to start. Oh my bad, dude. Sorry. It's all good. Let's try this again. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta get these giggles out now. Hang on. <laughs> get them out. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. <laughs> yeah, what, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I can't get the giggles out, dude. Oh, man. Man. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. You're out of control. Sometimes I have, you know, sometimes you get the giggles and you just can't shake them out. I I cannot shake them out right now. Hang on, let me drink some water. Drink some water. Reset. Uh, Despian, back to acting. All right, I'm good. You ready? Ready?